Welcome to another episode of Shit Your Mama Ain't Tell You podcast with Erica and Brianna J, where we explore all of the things about motherhood that your mama ain't tell you. From navigating being a new mama to managing mom guilt and mental health, we tackle it all through the lens of two Black millennial mamas. Season two, episode four, we are just plowing through. Getting it done. I can't believe it. I know. I think we say that every episode is like, we can't I know. we made it through another one. I know, right? It's going to be time for season three in a minute. In a hot second. Yeah, I know. Crazy. So today yeah. we are talking about how it is okay to not be okay. So I love the progression of this season so far. I feel like every episode has really tied in nicely. So Last week, we talked with the wonderful Ashley Starwood about mm-hmm. mental health and motherhood, and we both learned a lot, um, so much. a lot that I didn't know about motherhood and mental health and kind of the intersectionality of those two. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to episode three after you listen to this. But today we're talking about how it's okay not to be okay. And I think as a mom, you have to accept the fact that you're not going to be okay all the time. I think there's the stigma about motherhood. Like when you become a mom, because you are supposed to have so much love for your children, which you do, that that love is supposed to be enough and it's going to carry you through and fulfill you. And you're going to be happy all the time. And you're going to love motherhood all the time. But that is you're not. always going to want to be around your child. Or you yes. never want to get away from them. Yes. You're going to want to spend every minute with your baby or your kids. And that could not be further from the truth. Um, I think it probably took me, I don't know, maybe like a month, a month and a half to hit that point initially. Mm -hmm. But you think, I think when you're in the fourth trimester, you just are like in that zone and it's everything is, is heightened. So now that I'm two years in, I definitely still have those moments where, I am where I approach my limit and for sure to be fair. It's not, I think with anything, right. It's not just being a mom. It's the fact that I am a mother, which is a full-time 24, seven, 365, always on job, but I'm also a podcaster. I'm a business owner. I'm a full-time employee for a a fortune 500 company. I am a friend, a sister, a niece, like I can go down the line. So like, we talked about in our very first episode or first season, you don't stop being the woman that you are when you have kids. And we're only one person. A lot of us are, all moms are superheroes. I learned that like one month in, you got to be superhuman to do this type of shit, but, (laughs) (laughs) but you still need a break. So. And on top of that, let's, let's not forget to mention, we have been going through a global pandemic. Yes. Uh, we're about to go through a recession. Um, war is going on. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just one thing on top of another. It's like every yeah. day, like, what's going to be next? I swear, mass shooting. Baby formula shortage. They overturning Roe versus Wade. It's like we're living in like the, I don't even know what this is. And to have to, for anybody, just to exist, parent or not, male, mm-hmm. female, otherwise, non-binary, all of that, like just to be a human being existing today is hard. It's a lot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. no matter where you are and who you are, it's okay to not be okay. Sometimes yeah. you're not going to be okay. You're going to need a break. You're going to be tired. You're going to be annoyed. And the list goes on and on. But I think the difference for mothers is if you say, I need a break from my kids, it's like, <gasps> oh my God, you need a break from your kids. The only, I feel like the people who get it are us, like other moms. I see you girl. Because before I was a mother and like people in my circle that were moms would be like, I like, you know, you hear the F them kids and I got to get away. Like joking around, of course. But I would be like, oh my God, why? He's so cute. Why do you need a break from him? And now same thing. I'll go somewhere. Oh, where's Trey? I said, he stayed at home. Right. Oh, you should have brought him. No, mom, mama needed a break. People do that to me all the time. I'm like, he's he's at daycare where he's supposed to be. Yeah, I, oh, I have, have things to off? do. I do. <laughs> and he's still going because there's yeah. I still have to pay them and I need a break. So he's still gonna- that part. So, that part. Yeah. And it's it's not only that, it's 
you know, you have to do so much all the time, all the time, 24 seven. And I feel like it's not only coming from other people where you feel like that stigma of like, you can't say that you don't want to be around your kids or that you need a second. I feel like we put it a lot on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we see, yes. especially with the social media era where we're looking at all these perfect moms with their, you know, their cookie cutter children. And they just, they make every meal, they're making their baby food, they're, they're nursing and there's no issues mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And they're happy all the time. And you're like, Oh, well, damn, I must be a shitty mom because this little kid is getting on my nerves and I need a second. Yeah. When in reality, everybody feels like that at some point in time. Yeah. It's just not broadcast. I mean, it's only natural. And just because you want to break from your kids doesn't mean you don't love your kids. And also when we have the break, we're thinking about our kids. The whole time. I be missing Trey. Like he was with my sister last weekend. And when I got home, I was like really debating, like, dang, should I go get him? And I forced myself to not get him mm-hmm. and to just take that time and do what I always say that I wish I could do, like just lay in the bed, watch a movie and know that I can go to sleep and wake up when I feel like it. And no mm-hmm. one's going to be, you know, mama, 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 mm-hmm. but still was up bright and early to go get my baby because of I course, because he's still your number one priority, but because you're always pouring into him and pouring into your work, into your family members that need you and all of that, you are continually getting depleted. And if you are not taking the time to be like, okay, first of all, accepting that it's okay to feel that way, mm-hmm. but also understanding and trying to figure out why you are feeling that way mm-hmm. and realizing like, oh, well, it, maybe it's because I haven't done anything for myself in like a month. And I haven't had any time off. Or if I do have time off, I'm doing something for somebody else. That might be the reason. And I might need just a second to like, Mm -hmm. you know, like we talked about in the mom guilt one, like to go get our nails done or to go to Target without having to rush or to be, you know, bothered the whole time or to lay in the bed, like you said, and like, be like old times when you can just lay around and watch Netflix or, you know, whatever. Them days I miss, miss those are the days I miss the most. I think for me personally, like I have, and like I mentioned in the last episode, like I've had a therapist for a really long time and I've done a lot of work to, to know how to check in with myself and kind of beat my anxiety or get ahead of a potential depressive episode. And those skills really help now too, where it helps me tap into like, okay, I need a break. Like I can, I know when I need a break. And some Mm -hmm. of my kind of like red flags or precursors are my irritability levels. Mm -hmm. So like, if I find myself just like irritated, like everything is getting on my nerves, I have to immediately check in. First thing is like, okay, when is my period supposed to come? Like, like, am I, okay, cool. I'm going to just be tweaking on people for a minute because that always, or like, okay, did somebody make me mad? Did something happen at work? Is a client getting on my nerves? Like I have to kind of go down this checklist. And what I normally find is that it's a combination of things mm-hmm. and it's really just, I need a break. There's just too much swirling. It's a build up. Going on. Yeah, it's just, it's usually just a buildup. So I'm either really irritated or I'm really tired and I don't want to do anything. Like I remember my uncle told me when I was like 19 years old and I didn't know it then, but I was going through like a depressive episode and I was like, I don't know. I just want to wear sweatpants every day. And like, I don't want to go anywhere. And he was like, I think you're depressed niece. Like you sweatpants every day, every day. (laughs) And I still have those days where it's like, I don't like cameras off at work. I'm not going to be on camera. Like I just have like no motivation, no energy for anything. And I'm just kind of like blah. And then kind of my third thing is how I interact with my son. If he's around me like you always you're gonna get annoyed with your kid when they get old enough to start talking and moving you're gonna get annoyed like Mm -hmm. if I'm trying to get out the door and he wants to sit and like play with the flowers or whatever and I'm already running 10 minutes late it's like Mm -hmm. my guy can we like let's go normally oh yeah the flowers come on Baba let's go come on let's go to the car yeah we're gonna be late like I have that patience and but when I am getting to that point where I need a break 
sometimes that's not the way it comes out. Like, sure, let's go Mm -hmm. now. Let's go. Mommy needs to go. And I feel, I always feel bad. I always apologize. I always explain to him that mama raised her voice or whatever because of her, not because of him. Like I always talk him through those moments, but that's Mm -hmm. when I say, all right, I need to figure out how I'm going to create space for myself. And I start kind of putting things in place Mm -hmm. so that I can get some time. Because the little time that I get after I put him to sleep every night is not it. And I be having to let people know, like, this, like, okay, I put him to bed at eight, but I still have a bunch of stuff to do because I was working for eight hours. Then I went and got him and I was momming for three to four hours. You went on to your second job. Right. Momming for three to four hours. Now I have to be like a maid around here and clean up and like do this and that. And then I have a business to run. And now that I finally have some time to myself, it's 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. Do I sleep so that I can get up and do all of this tomorrow and be like, Mm -hmm. okay. Or do I stay up and watch like crap TV or scroll Instagram and get that time to myself? I think um, it's, it's a decision every day and, and how you decide affects, you know, that kind of next day and event and eventually depending on, the decisions you make day to day, your cup is going to get like more and more depleted and you can't pour Mm -hmm. from an empty cup. So I think, you know, step one is recognizing in yourself, like, okay, I need a break. Like, like kind of knowing your precursors and your signs. Yeah. And I think that's great that you have those checkpoints. And I, I feel like I need to do that more myself, but I do for me, I know my trigger always is I get, super irritated by the time I'm putting him to bed like mm-hmm. when he he gets that like second burst of energy right mm-hmm. before we go to sleep and I am like already done like I'm ready to get in the bed right this second and he's yelling and screaming and jumping up and down and I'm trying to put his lotion on and he's and I can feel like mm-hmm. the okay I'm about to snap on him it's like the and- whole like you could feel it bubbling up inside bubbling you. right up i'm like I don't, i'm about to snap on him and i don't want to snap on him because he's my baby and i love him but he's about to push me there and i'm like mm-hmm. Elijah, i need you to chill out and he got me together the other day i'm not even gonna lie to you <laughs> because he was cutting up and i'm trying to put lotion on him i said elijah that is enough we need to put your lotion on and you are doing too much he said mommy why you do me like that Oh, no. <laughs> he said, that's not nice. I said, you know oh, what, Elijah? he's so cute. And I couldn't do nothing but laugh. I said, you know what, Elijah? I'm sorry. Mommy apologizes. You're right. That was not nice the way I said that. But you need to understand he it's said, time for bed. And we like need to, why you do me like that? He is so cute. I cannot. I said, I, you know what? I can't even be mad at him. But that's what that's always my breaking point. Because by the I get up so early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm doing so much throughout the day. By the time the nighttime gets here, I'm ready for you to go party, get in that bathtub, let's put our pajamas on, let's read our book, say our prayers, and let's get in the bed. But you want to cut up, and my patience is gone for the day. Gone. It's over. Yeah, because you're dealing with not just them, but like during the day, you're dealing with whoever you got to deal with. And then, yeah, I can totally relate. It's like 8 o'clock, and I feel guilty because I'm like, what kind of mother am I? That I am like by seven o'clock, I'm counting down the minutes till eight. You're I look, human. I watch, You're like, a human. You're a human mother that's living in this world. I'm like, oh shit, what am I gonna do to pass <laughs> 45 minutes until eight o'clock? And then I'm like, I did say I've done the same early. thing. Maybe I'll put him in bed early, but he's clearly not sleepy. It's like, but right. I need a break, bro. Like I am about to lose my mind, and I don't want to take it out on my son. But of like you said, not. sometimes he tap dances on my last nerve. <laughs> And I'm just like, bruh. And he, I, my heart breaks every time. And I feel like such an asshole because he's always like, <gasps> he makes this face like, could you? And he'll say, mama, you okay? You okay? And then I feel, of course, now I feel terrible because he's like checking on me. And I'm like, yes, I'm okay, Baba. Mommy, sorry. But you have to listen. Well, mommy, okay. I, I, okay. I listen. Yeah. And then proceeds not to listen, but it's just yeah. like. But I mean, the other side of it is, there is, they do have to listen and they have to understand yeah. that there are boundaries. And when mommy tells you one time, I don't want to have to tell you five times to do something or to not do something. Like mm-hmm. we need to start getting to where you listen to me on the first time. So we don't have to go through all this. That's a whole nother episode. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Coming season three. Right. For toddlers because 
This dude, whew, he, he was straight up just say, no, no. And I'll be like, don't tell me no. No. And he'll make like a little cute face. I'm like, dude, all right. I don't even have. And that's where as well, like I felt it's like you understand, like it's so easy to judge when you don't get it. But like mm-hmm. I used to be, my kid is not going to watch screen time. He's not going to know what a tablet is. I He's said the same damn thing. Is. He da 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 da. Bruh. When it's seven o'clock and you're tapped out and there's still an hour left to bedtime, what you want to watch? Because I need a minute. Like I need a minute. I actually need a, a few days, but right now right. I'll take what I can get. I need a minute. Like you have to take your time back. You have to find those pockets where you can create space for yourself. And sometimes even those pockets aren't enough. Like I know when I am starting to get to that point and I'm starting to check those boxes where I'm like, okay. I am about like, I'm approaching the point where I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. So I start, I f- first start by like figuring out what it really is. Is it really just me needing a break from everything? And I just need, you know, some time to myself mm-hmm. or is it a specific issue I need to talk? Like, what is it exactly? And then I'll take my necessary steps, which is usually making sure I have a session with my therapist to really like talk through and flesh everything out and then creating some time where I'm not with Trey. So that's like asking my sister, like, Hey, do you mind taking him for like a a day or, or, you know, of some period of time. And where I usually not usually, but where I've been messing up lately is I'll create those spaces and pockets of time where he he's with somebody else Mm -hmm. and I have time, but then I'll proceed to do everything but rest. I will go and get my car washed. I'll run errands. I will work on my, you know, new business plan. I'll edit a video. I'll do like, I'll do everything but rest. And then when it's time to go get him, I basically have not taken advantage of that time that I just created for myself. And that's so hard to do to just rest. I was looking on Instagram today and I saw this video And it was an older black woman talking about how like as black people, we have this like thing about being lazy. Like we don't really know how to rest because of the systems that we've been put in, you know, the patriarchy and, you know, the systemic way we've been oppressed in this country. It's like, if we're not doing something, we're wasting time. We're wasting opportunity. You're not being productive. Exactly. When really rest is necessary. Like we're not going to meet our full potential in any area of our life if we're not resting if we're not caring Mm -hmm. for ourselves if we're not like recuperating and she was she went on to say like just imagine like the dreams and the plans and the things that could come out of your rest if you are able to sit and daydream for an hour or able to sit and just kind of space out and do whatever you want for you know a specific um set of time so that really resonated with me because i've even though i can carve the time for myself Mm-hmm. It's so really hard for me to rest. And I end up like telling the people around me. I know last episode we talked with Ashley about how important it is to like let people know how you're feeling and like vocalize right. that. And my favorite thing to say is I'm a mess, but I'm fine. <laughs> people will be like, what? Like I'm a mess, but I'm fine. Which basically means I'm going through it right now, but I know that I'm going through it. I know mm-hmm. why. And I'm like on my way to making and executing a plan to like pull myself out of it. So I'm functioning but I'm functioning at a very like low level compared mm-hmm. to normal and I'm aware and like, give me a minute and I'll be back. Like, I'll be back. Cool. Yeah. And I think that's the main thing that like, I know for sure I need to work on is being more aware of where I'm at. Cause sometimes I have a tendency to get caught up in, okay, I'm just irritated right now and I just don't want to be bothered and not really like getting down. So, okay, well maybe it's because you haven't had a moment to yourself and you have so much thing, so many things to do. And I do the same exact thing. Like when I have time during the day, like I'll, on the days that I am working, I'm of course working all day, but then the days, like for instance, on the weekends when Elijah is napping, like I should be taking that time to do something for myself or just rest. But I'm like, no, I need to go sweep the floor. I need to go do the dishes real quick. I need to try to meal prep for dinner so I can have some food ready and all of that. And then by the time I do go to say, okay, let me go sit down and close my eyes for a second. Elijah's waking up from his nap. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I didn't do anything that I said I was going to do. 
Yep. And then I feel by the time he gets up, then I'm not rested at all. And I'm typically not like, I want to say I'm in like a bad mood or anything, but I'm tired. Yeah. And I just, I, I am not giving my full self to myself. And I'm also not giving mm. it to Elijah because I'm not allowing myself that time to be like, look, I need a second. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I need to do better with that because, you know, my husband is very supportive and he will definitely like if I tell him like, hey, I need to lay down for a second. I need to have a nap or I just need to go get my nails done or do something. He'll definitely help me out with that. But it for me, it's actually verbalizing that and saying mm-hmm. I need help with this or I can't do this right now because I so am hard. past my limit yeah. and I need to go. And, and I have a real tough time with that. So yeah, I think I'm going to utilize some of your things that you do, like checking in because yeah. I definitely do not do that as much. And I, like as we spoke about within Ashley's episode, I am starting therapy soon yes. uh, next okay. month. So I think that's going to definitely help me a lot. Yeah. It took me a really long time to master what I call the art of the check-in and it's so easy to do, but it took me a long time because of my anxiety. Like, so my thoughts Mm -hmm. wouldn't are, they're going too fast and they're Mm -hmm. like taking everything over and it's hard to kind of weed through that and get to the root of what you're actually feeling, but Mm -hmm. the check-ins do help. And so to, I know I talked about it last episode, but to reiterate a check-in is really just like finding a quiet space or any space where you can really just focus on yourself. And it's literally just like taking stock of everything. So I always start with just me, like physically, like, okay, have I been eating? Have I been sleeping? And then it's like, okay. And then you just kind of like separate things into like two piles, like, okay, it's not this, or it could be this. And then once you've gone down the whole list, you can take that pile of things that it could be, and you could really start to narrow it down. And the more you do it, the quicker it goes to the point now where I really just have to sit for like two or three minutes and I can be like, that's what it is. Like that's, there's a few things nagging me, but this is what's really Mm -hmm. like tugging at me right now. And then it's, it's a great feeling because once you identify what it is, that automatically lifts a lot of the weight off. Even if the thing that is bothering me is something that I can't solve for right now or something that I have no solution for at all and like Mm -hmm. a longer term thing, just Mm -hmm. knowing that that's what it is, is really helpful. And because then you can kind of compartmentalize it. And I don't bring that into the workspace or I don't bring that into my interactions with Trey or with other people because like, I know what that is. I know Mm -hmm. that it's bothering me, but let me just set this off to the side and I'll get back to it versus just dealing with like the feelings that certain things. Yeah. Cause then they're just swirling around. Swirling. Right. And then it's Mm -hmm. just kind of like snowballing. And then that's how you snap on people and people Mm -hmm. are like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) And it's like, because there's just too much and I need a break. Mm -hmm. Like, that I think in the fourth trimester and maybe even first six months, honestly, it, I struggled with the check-in piece because I struggled with finding the space and time to truly like check in because I was so exhausted. And I find it so interesting that we give so much grace to kids and babies when they're tired. It's like, if you're out and like, Trey is acting up. Oh, he didn't have a nap today. And everybody gets it like, oh, okay, well, he's tired. But if we as adults fall through anywhere, acting crazy or just irritable mm-hmm. or what, however, our kids can act when they're hungry or tired or they have to pee or whatever it is, like, mm-hmm. we don't give ourselves that same, like, no, because we're adults and we're supposed to just power through and we'll be okay. No, I'm tired and I want to have a tantrum too. <laughs> no, no, I can't because I'm grown and I have responsibility. Listen, you have even more of a reason to have a tantrum than a child because a child ain't got yeah. nothing to worry about. Right. What you tired of doing? Nothing. Playing, no, okay. Eating all the food. Right. Exactly. Getting on my nerves. Right. Because <laughs> I'm tired of that too. Right. <laughs> but I, both. I, we have to give ourselves you know, right back to our first episode, that same grace. Like if I haven't been eating right all week or my sleep's been off, Mm -hmm. like I'm not going to be at my best. And that's okay. Like you said, I have a perfect reason, all the reasons really Mm -hmm. to fall off sometimes when it comes to taking care of ourselves. But I think that's also why, 
you know, we hear that phrase, like you can't pour from an empty cup, but it is so true. And then I think it's even more important to make sure your cup is as filled as possible when you're a mom, because you're basically not a cup anymore. You're like one of them little like pop top fountain things that the top is like popped up. Like you're just the constant flow mm-hmm. of, of outpour. Like yeah. with whether you're with your kid or not, like my son is asleep right now and a piece of me is with him. Like always, you listen, know, he's right across the hall from me. And I'm listening, like making sure he's not. Yeah, I got one eye on the monitor, one ear to him, like mm-hmm. subconsciously thinking about what's he going to wear to school tomorrow? What do we have to do this weekend? Like, Mm-hmm. that motherhood thing, there's no off switch. So therefore no. you are a constant outpour of you. You're constantly giving yourself to one or several tiny humans. Mm-hmm. And it's important to, I think, recognize that and understand that and have ways to replenish yourself mm-hmm. and like realize that. I think you know, going back to that Instagram video, like we don't rest, like rest, rest is the easiest way to refill your cup. I think when we think like self-care and like, you can't pour from an empty cup, it looks like, oh, I need to go get my nails done or I need to go to the spa or I need to get a massage. You don't really have to do anything. You just have to sit your ass down somewhere. Just have a seat and communicate to your partner or husband or whoever and be like, yo, I need a minute. Mommy needs a minute. But like we talked about before, go outside. If the weather permits, go outside and get some vitamin D. And that instantly will help to lift your mood. Yes, absolutely. That's one Mm -hmm. of my biggest things that I used to do and still do when I was first kind of really trying to heal myself, um, you know, way before I had Trey is I would just go outside, go outside. And if I was in the car, I would roll the windows down and just literally almost like a puppy, like head almost like just hanging out the window just to get fresh air and my and feel the sun on my skin and it does it's an instant mood boost like even when I'm sitting here working during the day and I have my blinds open when it's sunny outside I'm always in a better mood mm-hmm. you know and I think even for me well, I'm sorry go ahead no go ahead I was gonna say even for me it gives me kind of like perspective like especially like I, we have like a little garden in our backyard like a little uh food garden and I like if I just go sit out there and we have a bunch of bird feeders and stuff. And if I just sit there and watch the birds flying around, it gives me perspective. Like, first of all, I am a little tiny little fish in this huge world. Mm-hmm. And God created all of this. And I'm mm-hmm. worrying about some BS that I don't need to worry mm-hmm. about. Like, let me just chill out for a second. It, absorb these rays and realize that, you know, whatever issues as valid as they may be that I have, I will make it through and I will be okay. I just need to breathe Mm -hmm. and take some time for myself, rest and fill myself up, back up, Mm -hmm. fill that cup back up. I mean, that's really, you really just have to look at it in that way because there's a lot of things that we really could be worried about that could be way worse. Yeah. And I think that like that word perspective, it's so true because what it seems like just the worst thing in the world to me could be Mm -hmm. like nothing to somebody else because they could be going through something like seven times worse. Like that saying, like, you know, if we all took our problems out and put them on the table, I guarantee you take yours right back. When you see what other people are going through, you never know what other people are going through. And I think that Mm -mm. is the importance of community. It's that's the importance of having that village and that friendship or even something like our, you know, this podcast you could listen to and relate to. And I think that was, that was a huge eye opener for me. I was kind of already doing it, but when I got pregnant and then when I had Trey, I was way more open than I've ever been because Mm -hmm. I needed answers. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) these things were happening that I never experienced before. So I was like, I wasn't shy anymore or, I don't know that I was ever shy, but I wasn't, I had no reservations with like connecting with people that I kind of knew, but never really talked to before. But I saw Mm -hmm. she had kids and I was like, does your kid do this? Does your daughter do that? And now it's like, 
oh yeah, my daughter did this or my kid. It's like reassuring, like, yeah. okay, I'm not- Even the way that we reconnected was because mm-hmm. of our kids. Yeah. yeah. So I was the same way. I was, I mean, I've always been more of a shy person and I really want to be talking to like nobody I didn't know, but I'll be talking to people in the grocery store, be yeah. talking to people anywhere and, you know, can instantly relate to something with somebody else that you don't even know, but it's that instant connection because they've been yeah. through it too. It's really a club. Like this mommyhood mm-hmm. is really, it's one, it's like the hood. Like once you <laughs> have a mom, I mean, once you become a mom, you have a baby, like you're part of this club and we get it. Like I mm-hmm. uh, saw something on Instagram the other day and the girl was like, everybody, all the mamas out there, everybody with kids, y'all all right? I got a teenager and a seven-year-old. That should tell you Ooh, enough. And I commented and I was like, I got a two-year-old and some woman that I don't know from Adam commented and was like, me too, sis. You all right? Right, like, girl, he gave me a run for my money, but I'm like, you good? Like, just those little exchanges. It's like I would never even comment on something, you know, that just wasn't me. But it's like once I had Trey, it opened up and unlocked this whole other like piece of my personality where I'm just not shy about sharing anymore or networking Mm -hmm. with people in any way because you never know what you can give to them and then what you can get from them. And it's a it's another way to potentially be filling your cup just through that, you know, that fellowship and that networking with others from like professional networking all the way to just like I just explained on Instagram. So I think that's another way, you know, to fill your cup um, when you're feeling like you're like getting kind of low and things are kind of, you know, getting to that point where you might snap. Or even just talking about it. I know like for me, In the past, I've always been a person that kind of, my mom always says it, that I'm like a vault. Like I never like let things out. And I think it's part of just being a Scorpio. That's just kind of how we are. Mm -hmm. But that is not good. It's not healthy because it just keeps on building up. And then you keep on going over things in your head and going over scenarios, going over things you got to do, going over all that. And literally just talking to somebody and getting mm-hmm. the words out of you and the feelings out of you yeah. can feel like such a weight being lifted off of you, mm-hmm. especially if you are talking to somebody that is like not there to criticize you or not there to judge you or to give you recommendations just to listen yeah. or to give their, you know, like, oh, girl, I went through that too. You know, this is what happened, whatever, just to feel yeah. like you have somebody that can understand or that is just there to listen. That's really all you need. Yes. And for me, and I I mean, I sound like a broken record, but that's what therapy has been. And that's why I encourage it for everyone because people, you can make therapy whatever you want it to be. It's literally your time. Like you're paying for this time. But what I learned early on was the ability to have a safe space where I could talk about what I was feeling and not have to censor myself in any way because the person that I'm talking to doesn't know any of the people or things or places or whatever that I'm talking about. So there's no preconceived notions. There's no judgments. There's no opinions. And the way that I, when I first started going, like my boyfriend at the time who was also Trey's father and my family members and like friends and everything were like offended. They didn't understand why I had to go talk to a stranger if I was upset or sad or whatever. It was like, why can't you talk to me? I love you. I want to help you. It's like, that's exactly why I can't talk to you because you're so invested in me, which I appreciate Mm -hmm. that you are not able to listen to my feelings or thoughts objectively with that perspective. And then on the reverse side of that coin, talking to someone that has no clue, you know, at first over time, like now my therapist knows everything because we've been rocking for like 17 years, but you get a perspective. It's helped me be able to step outside of myself. And to your point, when I get all those thoughts and feelings out, the way I always describe it is now I'm, it's like a puzzle. I can see it all when I when I talk about it and get it out, when it's up here, it's like trying to put a puzzle together and you don't have the box. So you don't know what it's supposed to look like mm-hmm. And for me in therapy or even like just through this, just I've learned through therapy that I'm a verbal processor. So to like process what I'm feeling, I need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And usually the only person that's willing to listen to me for an hour and not interrupt me is my therapist. because <laughs> I, My uncle says it's because I pay her, but I like to think now it's because we, we have a relationship. Um, yeah. But it's important to just to have that outlet. And it doesn't always have to be a therapist. Some people have those individuals in their lives that are capable of listening and being mm-hmm. a listening ear and not a running mouth and not, you know, passing judgment. Some people aren't verbal processors and it looks like 
writing a song or listening to music or just like having alone time, meditating, yoga. Like there's a lot of different ways to process what you're feeling. But I think the ultimate form of self-care is that. I think self-care has has become such a huge, I don't want to use the word fad, but it's become such a huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. Every yeah. Self-care, that term is everywhere. And it's always associated, like I said, like with doing something like, oh, yeah. getting my nails is self Something that's pampering you or yeah. something like that. Getting your yeah. nails done or to getting a massage or like, no, self-care could literally just look like waking up and writing in your journal for 10 minutes every morning, like mm-hmm. processing or at night before you go to sleep. Self-care can look like anything because it's tailored to you yourself. And what you need at that particular time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because you might need some different, like nowadays, sometimes my self-care looks like going and hanging out with my friends. Like I talk to people at work all day and I work with some great people. I, or it looks like talking to my toddler all day, which is great, or talking to nobody. Like sometimes I just want to go hang out with my friends or sometimes I really want to be by myself. Most of the time, it's when I want to be by myself because I'm one of those that I am, I'm drained by having to talk to like a bunch of people. It's one thing it was like somebody I want to talk to, but like with the work I'm in, it's like I have to talk to a bunch of people I don't want to talk to. Mm-hmm. So I need that minute to be like, yeah, okay, nobody talk to me. And yeah, I just need to like regroup. Same. myself. It's the same thing for me. And I've realized that now the role that I have at my nine to five is all about building relationships with people. So I'm mm-hmm. always talking to someone. I'm always on, like I'm never, whether it's like, like this, like physically talking, or it's like just emailing people all day, chatting people all day. And then I leave that and go to my now super talkative two-year-old who mm-hmm. wants the mama, mama, this, this, and that. And then it's like, after that, I just need a minute to, I don't want to speak. Like right. I just want to be That's me. literally what it is. I don't want to use right. words anymore. <laughs> right. But then I have like my family members and friends or Trace dad, like they want to talk to me. They want to hang out with me. And it's like, ah. like yeah. don't take it personal y'all, but I don't really want to talk to any of you guys right now. Yeah. Like, I just, I just need to be by myself. Here. Right. I just want to sit here and not say anything. Like I just want to just be by myself. And I think, for me, that is my number one form of self-care. I have not realized in the past how important it is for me to have my time alone. And by alone, I mean alone, like yeah. upstairs, in my room, or in my house, even in my car. Like I cherish the three minutes that it takes to get from here to Trace Daycare every day. Like turn my music up as loud as I want to, listen to the song I want to, roll down the windows, feel the wind in my hair, sun on my face. And I am like just the happiest woman for that three minutes. I'm so happy when I pick my kid up, but like just those little pockets of alone time are really important. I'd say that's my number one form of self-care. And then probably definitely therapy. Mm -hmm. It's not as, you know, for the first, I'd say like decade, (laughs) it was really like what you see on TV. I never laid down, but like very much working through a lot of trauma and issues. Now it's just like something that I do to make sure that I'm cool. Like just like a space for me to talk through whatever, like I can go months without talking to her or seeing her and I'm fine, but it is a form of self-care and I do have to continue to go so that I can be my at my best and my cup is, is f- as full as it can be. And then I'd probably say the third thing is, it's going to sound cliche and I hate doing it, but it's working out. You know, I've been doing it more consistently for this month and I have really noticed a difference. Like I'm not exhausted when I wake up in the morning, even if I go to bed later, if I have a full day, I've just been in a a much better mood all month. And I would be like lying if I said that it didn't have something to do with like just getting that consistent movement. Mm-hmm. And I, um, you know, I have a Peloton bike and one of my favorite instructor instructors, her name is Robin Arzon and she's a mom too. And she says like, sometimes self-care looks like doing the things that you don't want to do as far as like mm-hmm. working out a movement. And she's like, movement is healing. And so like Ashley was saying in our last episode, just getting outside, going for a walk. It doesn't have to be this crazy, like, like a hike or something like that. <laughs> yeah. with your baby, without your baby, with your dog, whatever, walk around the block. Like you said, just sit in your backyard, walk around, do your gardening, whatever, just mm-hmm. alone time 
and like an, a time to like reconnect with yourself. And that, mm-hmm. you know, that time is really sacred and to be non-negotiable with that time. That's what, I, that's the difference this month where I've been able to stick with the workout routine as I've scheduled it in the same way, like my meetings are scheduled and these, you know, our recording sessions are scheduled. I've scheduled my workouts and I have not budged because I don't budge on anything else. So why would I budge on the things that I build into my schedule that are going to fill my cup? So I think self-care comes in a lot of different forms. What would you say your kind of go-tos are for self-care? So number one is the same for me as well is alone time. Like I am by nature a introvert and I like to be by myself. I'm also an only child. So, you know, there's that too. So I I get recharged (laughs) that way. Yeah, Yeah, I get recharged that way. I get depleted by having to be an extrovert all the time Mm -hmm. so I I need that alone time and not only that like I don't know about you but like constantly being touched all the time it's like yes by the time Elijah goes to sleep I I need I don't want anybody touching me and I feel bad about it sometimes because you know it's like not my husband's fault that I've been overstimulated but it's overstimulation like I I need that to be like even if it's like five minutes and that helps me Mm -hmm. and I don't feel as anxious and I don't feel as overwhelmed by everything. And I do, I would say I do get that pretty regularly, probably not as much as I would like, but I do get it, you know, regularly. So that would for sure. Um, And getting outside that, that does it for me. And now it's the weather is nice. Now it feels like hot Georgia summer already. And it's (laughs) only May, but I mean, literally it was like almost 80, at like nine o'clock this morning. It was oh no. Yeah, oh, ridiculous. Like but just getting outside, like especially if I can do it early in the morning where it's not the humidity is not as bad and it's yeah. calmer and cooler out there, that really, really makes me feel better. Especially if I, you know, put my phone down, don't look at that and just absorb and really look around and see that, you know, what beauty is just around me mm-hmm. that really helps to kind of recharge me. And it gives me, it actually have a found it like motivates me to do the things that I need to do. Mm. Um, it makes me feel much better. That could be from the vitamin D. It could be just from being in nature. Um, I don't know if you know, or have done it like grounding yourself where you basically like go outside, put your feet in the grass, which I don't always mm-hmm. love to do, but it really, you it really almost out. feel the energy from the earth, like kind of recharge you a bit because we're always mm-hmm. wearing shoes or we're always indoors or all yeah. of that. It really does actually help. Um, I wish I could say working out was my third one. I've kind of fallen off <laughs> from my workout. Fair. Fair. Um, I'm only three weeks in, so we'll check in season three and see if that's still on my self-care list. Right. But we're going to speak it. It will be. It will yes, be. I started out the year really strong. And then it was that one thing that just threw my schedule off and I haven't gotten back on it. But um, I will get back on it. Um, but I would say my third one. That's a tough one. I feel like the, the first two are probably my main two that I do. I don't really feel like there's. There probably should be a third one, but I don't have one at the moment. That's good, though. I think those first two are good because they're easy to do. Yeah. And it really I do feel a difference when I actually do mm-hmm. them. I, and listen, I'm not going to lie to you. Getting some good food doesn't put me in a better mood. Too. Hey, a taco a day. Listen, hey. <laughs> listen, we just found away. a little Cuban place that got some good food. I'm like, oh, that's not far hey. either. A little churro. Get me right on together every time. But I'm trying listen. to. I'm Especially trying if to... I don't have to cook it. Yes. Hey, but you know what's crazy, though, lately? cooking has been another one. And I think it's That's because a good one. it's an alone, like after Trey goes to sleep at eight o'clock, I'm in here cooking. Like it's two o'clock on a Sunday, like big mama out of soul. Mm. Like I'm making all type of stuff. It's like, but why? But <laughs> it's because like, I won't eat. And he's so sweet. Mama, are you ready to eat? And I'm like, no, mommy's not ready to eat because I want to enjoy my meal. Cause he will yeah. tell me I'm all done when he's all done because he's ready for me to go play with him. Mama, all That's done. Right. No, I'm not all done. Mama, all done. And then yeah, like, you're done. Let's push go. my plate away. And I'm like, but I was still eating that. So I've <laughs> been like, that's another almost like a, it's both. It's a trigger for me. And it's also a form of self-care. It's like, if I take a step back from myself and be like, dang, I've cooked 
at night every night this week and have just felt this urge to want to get in the kitchen and like really prepare something, not just like throw something together. Like I'm chopping Mm -hmm. vegetables and sauteing and like following recipes. It's because I need to be by myself. I just want, it's a solo activity. Mm -hmm. I'm in here by myself. I'm doing something with my hands. It's not mindless because you have to pay attention to what you're doing, but it's something I enjoy. And then there's a great prize at the end. I get to eat. And then it's something where I'm by myself. And so I found myself over the past couple of months, like a couple of nights a week, I'll just be cooking at like nine o'clock at night, which is probably not great because I'm eating late, but whatever. But yeah, that's at least you're cooking though. And you're not just getting junk food out. Yeah, I've actually been, I'm very proud of myself. I put myself on punishment when I did my budget and saw how much money I spent on eating out (laughs) in the first quarter this year. It's not a, it's not even. Listen, especially as, as expensive as eating out has gotten. Yes. But it was so, it was becoming, it was two things, the convenience of it. And then also like what I'll tell myself oh, well, I deserve it. Well, I treat myself. I do this, that, and the third and everything else. So I deserve to eat you yeah. know, Starbucks every morning, but like spending $60 a month at Starbucks, like, ma'am, no. I could go through to something productive. Yes, I yeah, understand. Like, like right. we're, we're not doing that. Like, we're, that's, no, we're not doing that. We can make some coffee at the house. Hello, we got food at home. That's mm. been my motto for this whole month. I'm not paying for nothing unless somebody is sponsoring for me. Because, mm-hmm. no. But I digress. So yeah, cooking is one for me, but I think it's an, I think the fact that we know what our triggers are, we know how to, we know when our cup is getting low, we know how to refill our cup and we know how to communicate to the people around us. Like what, like, yo, like I'm, I'm on the brink. Mm -hmm. So here's what I'm going to do. And I think it's also good to communicate and be able to recognize both sides of that coin. Like when you're good and when you're not. So that the people around you know how to help you. Right. You know, I know in our next episode, we'll be talking about the village that it truly does take to raise a child. And I think in order to build a strong village, we're both blessed to have them. And a lot of people, you know, just innately have people that want to help you. But you have to be able to communicate with those people how to help you, especially when you have a kid. Because if you're a mom... I already know you're particular about your baby. Like I like things done a certain way with Trey, but there's checks and balances. You have to let some of that go when you send him with somebody else, but you also need to be able to communicate not only on behalf of your child, but on behalf of yourself. Cause it doesn't always look like taking care of the baby. Sometimes it looks like, like to your point, like when you're done with Elijah at night, like telling your husband, like, I just need five minutes. Like, we yeah. don't, I got you. We cool. Right. I you, but I need like it's five minutes. You. People I just, been, right. People been at me all day. And you said overstimulated. I just realized in the past, like maybe month that I get overstimulated. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it, but I was feeling irritated yeah. after like being at my mom's house with my whole family. There's like my nephew and my, my, my son. And then my dad It's just like, the TV's on and the kids are screaming and too much. having conversations. And I find myself like sitting at the kitchen table, like ready to snap, like ready to go off. And I'm checking in with myself, like, but I'm fine. What's wrong? And then I realize you're just overstimulated. Same thing with a little kid, right? Exactly. They get overstimulated. They start mm-hmm. crying or acting out or whatever. That, that can happen to adults too. And so mm-hmm. now I'm able to say, like we were at my mom's house a few weeks ago. My sister was like, what's wrong? You don't like, you don't seem like yourself. I was like, I think I'm overstimulated. She's like, that's fair because there was a lot going on, a lot of people there. And so I was able to just step out or remove myself or just know, okay, this that's is overstimulated is. for me, yeah. but I'm going to be cool. Like as soon as we leave here, I'll be fine. And then I can do A, B, and C so I can get myself together again. But yeah, I think being able to communicate how you're feeling, even when you don't necessarily know why you're feeling is really important so that the people around you can really support you in the way that you need. Because unfortunately, all the things that we just said that we do to fill our own cups, those, those moments are still fleeting, you know, when even, so it's even more important to take advantage of them and to create them, them and like create that space for yourself because your babies are waiting. Your job is waiting. Your yeah, man is waiting. Everything is still waiting. So it's important to rest. It's important to create space for yourself. And I think most importantly, it's important, most importantly, it's important to know that it's okay 
to not be okay. Like mm-hmm. everyone is not okay all the time. You're not going to want to be around your kid 24 mm-hmm. seven. You're going to lose your temper. You're going to get irritated. You're going to lose your patience. And all mm-hmm. of that is okay because it, you're still a good mom. Like yeah, you're, still, you're only human. Yeah. Listen. We're just human beings doing superhero shit. All the more reason why, all the more reason why we should be giving ourselves and each other grace. Yes. Um, and not beating ourselves up about it or not feeling like we're not allowed to have an off day or off moment or just to not be okay because we are. Yeah, 100%. If anybody is, we are. Definitely. Because <laughs> the mommyhood is a tough hood. It'd be Listen, dry, it'd be it ain't for the faint of heart. Days, right. It'd be applesauce drive-bys. People be throwing food at you. All type of stuff. Be robbing you. Talking man. crazy. Right. Talking back, talking crazy, showing up at your door like... Mama, mama, like, yo. You go potty yet? You yeah, done? Right, right. Mama, mama. Just opening. He just bust in the door. And I'm like, can I help you? Mama up. Mama up. You don't <laughs> want me to get up right now, brother. Like, you, right, give me you a want second. me to stay here and finish. And I'll <laughs> rush you when you go into the potty. Right, exactly. But, yes, it's okay not to be okay, guys. It's important to be able to recognize that within yourself, express that to the village around you so that they can support you. And most of all, make sure that you are taking care of you because yes. we can't take care of anybody else if we're not taking care of ourselves. No. And, and remember that we're here for you too. This is a yes. community. This is why we created it because we wanted this to be a motherhood community where we are here for each other. We are here yes. to communicate, hear each other's stories, be each other's support system. So please, please, please reach out via Instagram. It's shit your mom might tell you. Um, yes. You can DM us there. And please, if you haven't already, follow us. Subscribe yes. on your listening platform for your podcast. And um, know that we are here for you. Yes, yes. And tune in next week because we will be talking about how important it is to have that village, how to leverage that village, how to build that village, because it truly, truly does take a village. As much as we do as moms, it is not a one-person job. No, not by any means. (laughs) Till next week, we'll talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you learned some more shit your mama ain't tell you about motherhood. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and tune in weekly for brand new episodes. For more about the Shit Your Mama Ain't Tell You podcast, follow us on Instagram at Shit Your Mama Ain't Tell You. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time.